continue uh, the reading from the Gospel of, of Luke. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Holy One, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child, is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and should be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law, they returned to Galilee, to their own home of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was on him. It's very clear our love is here to stay, not for a year, but ever and a day. The radio and the telephone and the movies that we know may just be passing fancies and in time may go. But oh my dear, our love is here to stay. Together we're going a long, long way. In time, the Rockies may crumble, Gibraltar may tumble, they're only made of clay, but our love is here to stay. I am not exactly clairvoyant, but at this point, on this day here at 7th Avenue, my guests is that 2017 is not here to stay, and I, for one, could not be happier. <laughs> yep, see ya, 2017. 
Don't let the door hit you in the tush. I gave one of the first messages for this year at this pulpit titled, High Hopes. My greatest hope was obliterated and my heart was shattered. And most and my most unexpected surprise, as I shared with those at the Advent retreat, happened early in the morning of June 8th, when Mark, my beloved husband and best friend, died. Since that horrific morning in June, the only thing that is here to stay is grief. Heart-wrenching, sleep-stealing, fear and tear overproducing grief. Having been Mark's 24-7 caregiver for many years, I was not only incapacitated by sadness, I could barely move for a number of months just from sheer exhaustion. People asked me in those early days how they could help me. I had no idea. I was just trying to breathe, period. Yes, my birthday in November was not happy, and my Christmas last week was not merry. And so, so long, farewell, Auf Wiedersehen 2017. Can any of you relate to this experience? The two senior citizens in our morning gospel reading could. They had been waiting and waiting and waiting till kingdom come, literally, for Jesus to show up. And if that ain't painful and grief-producing, I don't know what is. Amen? We all love waiting for hours in line at the DMV and be an active participant of the morning commute with gridlock traffic, right? Yeah, right. Simeon and Anna didn't wait for a few hours for the Lord's Christ. They suffered patiently waiting for years, basically their entire lifetime to be exact. I want to give the Honorable Mention Award this morning to Anna, especially as we focus on grieving and pain. If you do the math, she was a widow for 60 years. Back then, a widow in Jerusalem had nothing. No resources, no family, no social security, zilch. She might as well be dead. And I'm sure there were days, days like my own after Mark's death, when she wished she was as well. And poor old Simeon, too. When he finally gets to chat with the happy couple, he brings them some very sad news. Can you imagine? Not, oh, he has your mother's eyes, or he's so adorable, but, a sword will pierce your own heart. Simeon, the person that was promised by God that he would not die until he saw Jesus, holds pain and grief in his heart so that he can deliver the terrible message to two young people about to raise the Christ child. Can you imagine? Do you want to imagine? On November 8th, exactly five months after Mark's death, I hopped on a plane and flew to Honolulu. Early November, 
was the time that Mark and I would always go and spend a week or so at our friend's beautiful home just on the other side of Diamond Head. Hawaii was also the place where Mark would experience miraculous physical healing every time we went. So much so that I was trying to think of a way I could get him over to the islands more than once a year. But going to paradise this time without Mark was obviously not a pleasure trip. I went to grieve. I went to say hello and goodbye to Mark, to the incredible life that we shared together. I knew it would be horribly painful and I would cry buckets of tears, but I had no choice. I needed to stay with grief and go where God and Mark and grief were taking me. And of course, when I arrived at the airport, there was Mark, happy, laughing, enjoying the sunshine and having the time of his life. Everywhere I went, there he was in all our old hangouts, the beautiful beaches, the bars in Waikiki, and the Royal Hawaiian where Mark was having his Mai Tai at sunset. I went back to all these places with lots and lots of Kleenex because I knew I would see my beloved husband and I knew, like Simeon and Anna, that when Mark showed up, I would both grieve and celebrate at the same time. It was painfully cathartic to stay with grief and wait for the recovery of my life to begin. But then, something really weird happened. I found myself walking into the Kahala shopping mall. First off, when Mark and I used to go to Honolulu, we never went to the mall. We were in paradise, for goodness sakes. We spent our time outside, enjoying the sunshine and the water and the fresh ocean breezes. Secondly, and no offense meant to all y'all who like shopping, I hate malls. I avoid malls like the plague or anything that even resembles a shopping center. Why in the palm tree world would I be spending any time in such a godforsaken place? Oh, and get this. I found myself going to the mall every day I was in Hawaii. I mean, the mall was only a mile from my friend's home, but still. At one point, on one of my walks over to capitalism at its finest, I screamed, why? Why are you making me do this, God? I'm already grieving. Haven't I been inflicted with enough pain already? God was not forthcoming with an answer. So I kept going back again and again and again, hoping, like Anna and Simeon, that a miracle might happen. On one trip over to the mall, I found myself eating a cheeseburger and fries at the sports bar in the shopping center, watching God knows what make plain something. In a little while, a young woman with her family sat down next to me, and I hear Mark's voice. Say something to the woman sitting next to you. No, Mark, she looks unhappy. I'm already unhappy just being here in the mall in a sports bar of all places. 
I know she is unhappy, Melvin. Stay next to her and talk to her. With hamburger grease running down my chin, we start up a conversation. Her name was Nicole, and she was amazing. She and her husband had two girls, and they came to the mall to do a little shopping. I found out that they had lived in Honolulu for a while now. Nicole was passionate about yoga. She shared her great desire to, to get some yoga classes going near the University of Hawaii, hoping that students from the campus, as well as other locals, would want to participate. But she was discouraged and very frustrated because she found that people weren't interested. We talked a lot about the spirituality of yoga, obviously, saying that there was such a great need for people to find that place of connection to the holy. As we chatted, I watched and listened and stayed. And suddenly, out of nowhere, I hear the voice of God. Stay with her pain. Stay with her suffering and grief. Stay with your own, Melvin. Don't run away. Don't leave her or yourself. Wait and wait and wait. And remember that I am the God of great sorrows and intimately acquainted with grief. If you leave the pain and grief now, you will miss the miracle completely. I love you, Melvin, and I am here with you. I brought you to the Kahala Mall to show you how much I love you. Stay with grief, because grief is the other side of love. You can't have one without the other, and grief is the evidence of true love and mercy. It was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. We are called to stay. Amen? Amen. We are called to stay with grief and pain. And I know we don't like it, and we don't want to. So what? Who cares? Our nation, our world, is grieving for heaven's sake. People are scared to death and are dying because of fear. The God of sorrows and intimately acquainted with grief is telling his people to stay, not to avoid grief or to pretend that somehow it disappears, but to hold it with the ones that are grieving. There are no answers yet. But I am convinced and I believe that we will see the third way of love only when we stop believing that grief and pain are bad and stay. Grief is the other side of love. Stay with your own grief and pain and the grief and pain of others. God will lead you to the mall or to your friend or family member who is grieving and will ask you to stay not to cheer them up, but to bear witness, because that is what Jesus is doing. And don't worry, 2017 is about to end, but 2018 and beyond will give all of us plenty of opportunity to bear witness and to demonstrate 
to the world that grief and pain are the places where the Christ will show up again and again and again. But oh my dear, our love is here to stay. Together we're going a long, long way. Inside the Rockies may crumble, Gibraltar may tumble, they're only made of clay.